Holy Spirit with us. Our foundation scripture is John 16, verse 7 through 11. Amplified Classic Edition. However, I am telling you nothing but the truth when I say it is profitable, good, expedient, advantageous for you that I go away. Because if I do not go away, the comforter, counselor, helper, advocate, intercessor, strengthener, standby, will not come to you into close fellowship with you. But if I go away, I will send him to you to be in close fellowship with you. And when he comes, he will convict and convince the world and bring demonstration to it about sin and about righteousness, uprightness of heart and right standing with God, and about judgment, about sin, because they do not believe in me, trust in, rely on, and adhere to me, about righteousness, uprightness of heart, and right standing with God, because I go to my Father, and you will see me no longer, and about judgment, because the ruler, evil genius prince of this world, Satan, is judged and condemned, and sentence already is passed upon him. John is saying here, so you have to, when you study, you have to go at least about five chapters before, Mm -hmm. at least in my case, to understand, however, I'm telling you nothing but the truth when I say it is profitable for you that I go away. Jesus is saying, I have to go away because if I don't go away, you won't know me. He said, if I don't go away, you won't know me. None of them knew really who he was even then. Besides, Peter said that, and he had somewhat of an insight that you're the Christ, the true and living God. But he said, I have to go away so that the Holy Spirit now can teach you who I really am. He said, I have to go away because when what Jesus did, when Jesus spoke as man to you, he spoke words of understanding to man. This is why he spoke even in parables. And they didn't understand. He said, but Holy Spirit, when he comes, he will penetrate the soul. He said, when Holy Spirit comes, he will penetrate the soul of the person, of the spirit of the person. Go right to the heart of the matter to the person of who I am. He said, this is why you you don't believe because I need to go away. For if I don't go away, the comforter can't come. For if I, if I don't go away, and at this time he was preparing, this was his farewell letter. He's going to Calvary. He le- left them with a comforting thought that when I leave, he's saying that some of you are going to be killed. 
not only persecuted, but you're going to be killed. No one is going to believe that I am who I say that I am. And the comforter is going to bring you comfort even at your death. Holy Spirit with us. He said, and he will come to convict and convince. He's coming to convict. He said he's coming to expose. Because it's been covered about who I am. So it took me back to his crucifixion on the cross and also at the Last Supper when he said, eat this, eat my flesh and drink of my blood. And they said this was a hard thing to receive. By faith, you receive salvation. By faith, you receive the eating of his flesh and the drinking of his blood. But only Holy Spirit can penetrate your thoughts and your mind and your heart for you to receive that. He said, this is why you can't receive my crucifixion. You have to be baptized in my spirit. Because the baptism of my, of my spirit will cause you to see in the kingdom. So this is why he said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. You must be baptized in the spirit to see in or enter in the kingdom of God. He said, you can't see that I've been crucified. You can't see that I've been resurrected because you have not been born again. This is only through the baptism of Holy Spirit because he comes and he brings about the new birth. He exposes and he disciplines you and how to live this righteous life. He comes and show fault in you and he brings correction and see this is what people don't want they don't want to see fault in themselves and they don't want to see there's a need for correction he said but Holy Spirit comes for that very purpose to expose you convict you arrest you and prison you to now serve him. Holy Spirit does that so that now you'll be convinced. I have to persuade you to believe kingdom thoughts. Holy Spirit comes to persuade you to have kingdom thoughts. See, because naturally we don't think kingdom. Naturally, we think about things of the world and, and what makes me upset and what makes me happy. But not what puts me in a place of peace and knowing. He says, I come to convict and to, 
convince the world and bring demonstration to it about sin and about righteousness. He said, because they don't believe me, it is sin. Because they don't believe on Christ, it's the presence of sin. It is the evidence that sin is present. When those that do not believe on Jesus Christ, it is the evidence that sin is present. So this is why it says that if you doubt, it is sin. Because unbelief is the evidence that sin is present. See, we're learning now how to learn. And not how to have church. Understand me, Celeste? We're learning now how to change your life and make it to be permanent. But we're not, we're not learning how to do things off of our emotions and a fleshly move. But we're learning how now to move in the spirit and by the spirit. Verse 9 says about sin because they did not believe in me. Trust and rely on, adhere to me, obey me. So how do you respond to Holy Spirit in your life? How have you been responding? Because this really demonstrates a fellowship and relationship with Holy Spirit. How do you respond to him? Have you evaluated this whole relationship? Because he's the one that's here now, not Jesus not the Father. Holy Spirit that revealed the teacher is here. You should be responding to him in obedience. That's the first thing. Because Jesus said this, let my love remain. He said, remain in my love. Remain in my love. What does that mean? Remain in my love. Remain in obeying my commandment. The greatest one. Love one another. He said, remain in that. He said, then Cindy, he said, you can ask anything. Remain in my love then you can ask anything and you'll receive it. That's what we're missing. He said, later yesterday, and you remained in his love. But Holy Spirit says, I come to do just that, to discipline you and how to respond to people. He said, I come for that very purpose. He said, see, see, that's when you're Holy Spirit. See, you need to know when he's working with you. Holy Spirit with us. Amen. I mean, the woman was going, she was going off on her yesterday. She was going off on her. And, and so she remained in the love of God. And see, this, this means Holy Spirit is with you. See, but you have to work with Holy Spirit. While he's with you. <laughs> See, and he'll give you the power to do what you could normally do. 
Because you would say, oh, the old me would let her have it. Without hesitation. But Holy Spirit is with me. See, this has to happen. See, it's about remaining in his love. Now, ask anything of God, and you shall, you shall have it, D.D. Remain in his love. You should sense his presence. Especially when darkness around. Because Holy Spirit, again, he comes to discipline. He come to disciple you. Holy Spirit does. He calls you to love God. He calls you to love Jesus. He causes you to love. When you, you don't want to praise God, he causes you to worship and, and praise and lift up your hand. Holy Spirit, that's part of your, your discipline is to praise and worship. It's part of your, your life. Holy Spirit comes to teach you how to live with him. He causes you to answer him. You're in a classroom setting. The teacher talking to you. You, you answer Holy Spirit. He asks you questions and you answer him. He calls you to walk in fellowship with him. He calls you to open up your heart. He calls you to receive assurance that the word is true. He causes you to trust him. The question is, what is your fellowship with Holy Spirit? Have you been aware that he's even there? When are we going to stop just reading the word of God? He said, when you read my word now, you are digesting me. You are eating my flesh when you read the word. And you're drinking my blood when you read the word. When you're reading the word of God and you've been baptized in his spirit, now when you read the word of God, you're eating his flesh and you're drinking his blood. And now you can see and enter in the kingdom of God. And you can declare and you can decree kingdom promises. I'm telling you, I'm taking my time with this. Holy Spirit with us. Revelation 3.22 says this. He who is able to hear, let him listen to and heed what the Holy Spirit says to the assemblies to the churches, those who are able to hear, those whose heart are open, those who really want the truth, those who really want help, those who are not walking in pride. He said, those who have an ear to hear, let that person listen and obey. And with that being said, Holy Spirit speaks. So how does he speak? 
He said, once, twice, three times I've spoken. And he said, you still have not perceived my voice. All right, so, so how does he speak, Jay? How, how does he speak, Whitney? How, how does he speak? How can you discern his voice and then the ways that he speaks? He speaks through the conscience. He speaks through the conscience. He speaks through love. He speaks through death. And when you, Pastor, when you were, you were speaking about the marriage and the funeral, and I saw it. I saw. See, when you can enter into the kingdom of God, you can see at the, I saw the resurrection, saw his returning, and I saw the death that we have to die. Now, I saw God in all of that, in the marriage. See, if you really don't see him in the marriage, you will not have a good marriage. This is the fight in the marriage because God is not in the marriage. He speaks through your own reason. He speaks through reason. He said, come. Let us come together and reason. Reason is judge. Let's judge what's right about your life and what's wrong. Come together and let's reason why you won't obey my word. Let's reason. Obviously, he speaks through his word. And most important, he speaks by his spirit. The voice of the spirit is the loudest. The voice of Holy Spirit is the clearest and it's the loudest. It gives meaning to all the other voices in which he speaks through. I just want to know, are you hearing him? He helps us to see and know in our heart that we are lost. But he provides a way back. This is what's so sad about the world is that they're lost. And they are lost internally. It's like a person who's, who got in a car and he started to drive and you lose your way, and that's external, but you kind of can find out what route you need to get back on. But when you're lost internal, you don't know who you are. You don't know where you're going. That's a very frightening experience to not to know who you are or where you're at, nor where you're going. See, that's an internal lostness. And a lot of us are experiencing an eternal lostness. Where, where are you going? Where are you at right now? Where are you at this moment? You're lost. When I say you, I'm speaking overall. Lost, not knowing where I'm at or where I'm going. 
So what do we do with a person being eternally lost? See, again, Holy Spirit with us causes us now to be redeemed and putting you on the path now of righteousness, knowing exactly where you are and where you're going. This is why in life people make so many different choices about where they're going to stay, what job they're going to have. Uh, then you have kids, I want kids, I didn't know, I didn't think I really want to have kids because we're lost. And being lost internally is the worst. Revelation twenty-two, seventeen. Al, you have that for me? The Holy Spirit and the bride, the church, the true Christians, say, come. And let him who is listening say, come. And let everyone who is thirsty, who is painfully conscious of his need, of those things by which the soul is refreshed, supported, and strengthened, God. And whoever earnestly desires to do it, hallelujah, let him come Take, appropriate, and drink the water of life without cost. <laughs> yeah, you, can, you can read that again. You can read it slower this time. <laughs> I mean, you read it good first time. The Holy Spirit and the bride, the church, the true Christians say, come and let him who is listening Say, come, wow. and let everyone come who is thirsty, mm. who is painfully conscious of his need, yes. of those things by which the soul is refreshed, mm. supported, and strengthened. Mm. And whoever earnestly desires to do it, let him come, take, appropriate, yes. and drink the water of life without cost. Holy Spirit here is saying, see, he gives you a direction now. He gives you a purpose now in life. This is why it's to come. When he comes to you in your new birth, this is what he's saying to you, is to come. You see, and you're going to be thirsty. You see, you're going to continue to be thirsty now for him. He said, this strengthens your mind, your soul, the way that you feel. See, your emotions being all off balance. He said, I bring a balance now to your emotions. Amen. He said, for those who know they need me. The, the true Christians. He said, you know you need me. You need to be refreshed in your mind. You, you need to be supported and strengthened. He says, you, you know you need me. And you know you desire me. He said, because this, this water, this, this, this life, this word, he said, it's going to refresh you. He said, he said, you can take it freely at no cost. Hey! <laughs> he said, but you're doing things that cost you. you. You go to, you don't mind paying for the events and places that you go. See, that costs you to travel and do things, right? And for a brief moment, you feel refreshed, don't you? But when you get right back home, oh, all of that is still there. Okay, so God is saying, he said, I want to give you a permanent refreshing. 
that it's free. He said it's not going to cost you nothing. You don't have to even leave your home for this. See what? What happens that this is and nothing wrong with vacations, but we get the wrong ideal about a vacation. Yes. Is that while you're on a vacation, you should still be with God. Amen. You should still be with him. He should be talking to you and parting in you. Exactly. You have free time, more time with him. Amen. Not that I'm getting away from everything in God. See, but the, the, he letting you know the real refreshing is in my presence. The real strengthening is in my presence. See, this is why it's so important to be in the presence of God. He said, this is, this is the main support that you need is in my presence. He said, come, receive of this living water, and you'll be strengthened on every side. <laughs> Glory to God. Wow. So we have these two types of knowledge when it comes to trying to interact with Holy Spirit. We, when it deals with our mind and also through the things that we live through and experience, those two types of knowledge. Holy Spirit has a mysterious way of making you live into and live through the knowledge that you once previously had in your mind. I want to say that again. Holy Spirit mysteriously have this way of allowing you to live into and live through the knowledge that you only previously held in your mind. Which means, it took me back. I said, what, Holy Spirit? How do you add that up? He said, Holy Spirit will cause you to remember those things that I told you. And again, I said, what did you tell me? See, when Holy Spirit comes, he comes with all knowing. He comes with all knowing. So the things that you didn't even know about God, God, he came with all knowing. And he, see, he causes you to live in and live through the all knowing of the word of God that you haven't even heard yet. He, see, but you, see, when he calls you, I'll give you an example here. He said, Adam, where are you? He called him. And in the calling, it calls you to live in and live through. Holy Spirit gives meaning unto these calls and voices. He also said, for those who are thirsty, come unto me. He's, he's calling you. In that call, he's making you live into the word. He's make, when he call you, he make you live into the word. See, this is supernatural. When he speaks to you, he causes you to live into and through the word of God. He bring you in the word, and he take you through the word, and you live through the word in your life. Yeah. Holy Spirit take you out of time and put you in that point and period. That's why he says remember, because he take you to the exact moment in time and the word when it happened. And then he now calls you to live 
through what you experience, not in this time, but in eternity. So now the word becomes reality. Because this is, Apostle John says this. When the comforter comes, he was to do three things. To confirm, to convict, and to convince. Confirm the word of Jesus. Confirm the works of Jesus. And confirm the person of Jesus. He came to convict sin, righteousness, and judgment. Then he came to persuade you that all of this is true. Come to convince you that the word of God, that he did come in the flesh. That the word became flesh. I came to confirm that the word, the written word became flesh. I want you to hear me. I've come to confirm that what was written became flesh that you can touch. That's something that you write on a piece of paper that it came to life. It became flesh. It became humanity in divinity at the same time. I've come to confirm that. I come to confirm that he raised the dead and he healed the sick. I came to confirm that. I came to confirm that Jesus Christ is part of the Godhead. I, I come to confirm that. To make it a reality to you. And then I come to convict that if you don't believe on the Son of Man, then the very evidence of sin is present in your life. And there's darkness. And there is a need to be saved. See, see, he's saying that I'm going to come to you letting you know that there is a need to be saved. So no one's going to have an excuse because I'm, I'm coming to convince, convict you that there is a need to be saved. For those who say they don't believe in God, don't believe in the Trinity, he said, I've come to convict you. It means to persecute you, arrest you. You are accused as being guilty of. I come to convict of sin that you're not God. I, I come to convict you're not God. I come to convict, convict that you're not greater than who I am. I, I come to convict that there is no other God that's above me. I come to convict... I come to convict that every knee is going to bow and every tongue will confess. Come to convict righteousness and judgment that Satan has already been judged and his judgment has already been passed. This is why he can't do anything to you or against you because he's already been judged. And the judgment has been passed. What's that, Pastor? And he's judging eternity. Amen. Exactly. Very short. And so is ours. And that's right. 
No one can claim this. There's no other teacher that can claim that before Abraham was, I am. There's no other teacher that can say he's in the bosom of the Father. The Father and I are one. There's no other teacher that says, I will destroy this body in three days and raise it up again. There's no other teacher that says, I am the door, the truth, and the light. No one comes to the Father except through me. There's no other teacher, he says. Holy Spirit came to penetrate these claims in the spirit of man's heart. And the penetration spirit of the Holy Spirit gives power to the word. See, his penetration gives power, Al, to the word of God. So the question is, have you been baptized in his spirit? Because Holy Spirit penetrates the power of the word of God. Holy Spirit comes to qualify and verify that Pastor said earlier. His works to show us the divine quality of these works that is of the person of Christ. He, he raised Christ from the dead and Holy Spirit himself did. He raised Christ from the dead. He said, I've come to qualify that I did that. i come to verify that I raised him from the dead. I come to qualify and verify your new birth. I come to qualify and verify the justification of your new birth. I, I come to qualify and, and also to verify the sanctification of your, your new life. I come to also qualify and verify the glorification of your, your whole return of your new body, of the glorified body in Christ Jesus. I've come to qualify and also Verify, Holy Spirit says to the church. Holy Spirit has worked. Did you know how or do you know how he's working with you? Are you aware of the fellowship that you are supposed to be having with you? I saw when I saw that yesterday, Fee, I was, I was so spiritually proud of you because I was saying, now, I want this to be when we're not around, and when we are around, I, I want this to be with each and every one of us, the Holy Spirit with you. Allow him to work with you. And the only way to do that, that you remain in his love. So we said that when Jesus spoke, he spoke to the ears of the people. But Holy, Holy Spirit, he penetrated the hearts of the people. See, they had different functions. Holy Spirit has to penetrate now the heart of the person. And until you penetrate the heart of the person, they will never change. So it's not your job to change anyone. If they reject the Holy Spirit, they cannot change. There's no way. There's not a prayer. There's not a prayer. There's not a prayer. Because they have to receive the penetration of Holy Spirit upon their hearts. It's the will of man. And he cannot, he cannot penetrate past the will of man.
Holy Spirit is present, which is the proof of Jesus. He, he leaps by all reasons and the adding up of evidence. He leaps by all and take to the conscience and take the matter of Jesus and man's relationship to Jesus out of the domain of reason and put into the domain of conscience and morals. I'm going to break that down. I'm going to say that one more time, though. Holy Spirit is present, which is the proof of Jesus. It's a very, it validates Jesus. Holy Spirit's presence. And this is what happened. He leaps by all reasons and the adding up of evidence. Leaps by all and take to the conscience and takes the matter of Jesus and man's relationship to Jesus out of the domain of reason and put into the domain of conscience and morals. So what happens here is that Holy Spirit takes a relationship that you have with Jesus, right? Man's relationship with God. Out of the domain of reason and into the domain of your conscience. Take it out of reason. You're just talking about it. I felt you in my spirit. What's your name again? Mario? Mario. See, it's one thing that when you go to church and they talk about God and you, you want to change your life, right? You, you want good for you, you, your family, your son. You want a better life. Amen? Who would not? But you don't have the necessary tools. A lot of times we don't, we don't have what we need to get the job done because we do it our way. And, and God said, why do we kick against the prick? He said, why do you kick against my way of doing? Until we comply to his way of doing, he said, your way is going to always be hard. He said, you're going to work against yourself. It was like a movie I was watching one day where the man actually was fighting himself. He thought he was going to help his wife because a man attacked his wife. But when he went to beat up the man that was attacking his wife, he was the man. See, what happened is that we are reasoning our relationship that we have with God. Holy Spirit is coming and has come for some to take it out of your reason and put it in your conscience. See, see, Mario, that's the deepest part of you that you can't seem to even understand, or I. It's your conscience. See, that's the deepest part of you where everything really is hidden. He said, I'm, I'm going to take that relationship that you have with the Father and I'm going to put it in your conscience. I'm going to put it in not, not your way of thinking, but I'm going to put it in the deep chambers of your heart. And I'm going to cause you now to have a reality. This is going to be real to you now. See, for the first time, Mario, this is going to be real to you. I speak today in the Holy Spirit. It's going to be real to you. You've seen church, done church, live life in the street. We all have. But he says, I want to make 
this real to you. Because the enemy been holding back from you the things that you need as a man, as a father, and one day as a husband. I speak that those doors are open because what God is doing now, by Holy Spirit, he's taking the relationship that you desire and you're trying to understand. And he says, I'm going to bring that understanding too. And I'm going to place it in your conscious, deepest part in your heart, deepest chambers that's even hidden from you. And the man that he created you to be, not your parents. He created you to be without flaw, to be perfect in his image. And you're going to see that, and you're going to come back, and you're going to testify of what God did through Holy Spirit today. I thank God for it. I speak it in faith. And I have the people of God to say amen. <laughs> Holy Spirit with us. Wow. I'm going to go ahead and end it here. Because what has to happen is that there has to be a pricking. See, Jesus was pierced in his side. It's one thing to be pierced because that's only through the flesh. But it's another thing to be pricked. See, Holy Spirit came to do greater. This is why he said you're going to do greater works. When the Holy Spirit came not to pierce your heart, but to prick your heart. And to prick your heart, <laughs> to prick your heart causes it, causes it to penetrate the heart. See, this is not a, a carnal thing because if I use a spear and I, I spear stick you in the side into your heart, see, I still have not penetrated the heart. I have to prick the heart. I have to penetrate the, your entire being. See, I don't want to just touch your heart. I want to touch the wholeness of the person. I want to penetrate the entire being of the person, of who you are. So Holy Spirit comes to prick the entirety of who you are. From the old person to who you are to be. See, Holy Spirit is, an, he's like an x-ray. He does this. He's something that's called, that what he does is a, doc, a diagnostic. He does a, a diagnostic testing on you, diagnose. So what Holy Spirit does, Jay, he comes in, he knows through. Because an x-ray does that. An x-ray shows all the way through. So what, what Holy Spirit does, he come and he, he does what's a diagnose. He comes to diagnose the heart. And so he has to prick it to diagnose it. And so that means it exposes the things. That he, it brings it up. So it's, it's in, in the Hebrew, it means to know through. <laughs> Holy Spirit comes to know through the heart of man. 
And so he brings up even the things that you don't even realize about yourself and what you're doing, how you're interacting with people. He brings that up. He, he says, I come to, to show, to make a diagnostic testing on the heart, a diagnose, a know through of what's in man. Holy Spirit with us. I want you to know today that I really pray that you have come into a closer relationship with Holy Spirit because he is the person of the Godhead that's with us today, not Jesus. He's, he's here now to x-ray you daily, to diagnose you daily, diagnose the heart, where you're at, where you need to go next. To, to come together, let's reason. I see, I see what I need some preventive health care for your spirit now. I need some preventive health care because Holy Spirit knows all things I know in the, in the next four months what's ahead of you. I know the danger. I know the attacks upon your mind. He said, because I see that, I see what's happening in the middle of the night, what you're thinking, what you're contemplating. He said, I've come to give you a preventive now health care because I've diagnosed your heart. I, I have a no-through. Pray that your life change has brought you to a closer place of intimacy because you know how you're supposed to be fellowshipping with him today. Amen. Knowing that he's with us, V, because you remain in his love. Amen.